Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the show. My name is Maggie Cavanaugh, and I am your host. And tonight, I have a special guest with me. I have a sister in Christ, a woman of God, uh, who is just, I, I tell you, I just get so encouraged every time I hear her speak, because God has done an amazing work in her life. And, you know, you guys know that I love the scripture in Revelation that talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Well, she has an amazing testimony. And we'll go into that a little bit tonight, but we want to talk about some things that God's doing. And so... She's been on the broadcast before, and she'll be back in September during Recovery Month. But I would like to welcome to the broadcast, Rhonda Rush. Hello there, my friend. How are you? <laughs> I am well. Thanks for being on here with me tonight. I'm super stoked about what God is doing in your life. I know uh, there's an event coming up this weekend. I want you all to listen up for that. Uh, but I want to talk I want for the audience, for those that don't know you, Rhonda, can you give us just a brief little testimony of what the Lord has done with you? Well, you should not have used that word brief because, you know, there's nothing brief about anything I have to say. But I'll try to uh, compress it into um I was a lifelong, well, first of all, I was a preacher's kid. I was brought up in the church, um, very dogmatic and rigid, rule following. And my father was a fire and brimstone preacher. And at home, our life, you know, he preached hellfire from the pulpit, but we lived hellfire at home. Um, you know, the back then, you, you didn't hear about child abuse, but I'm sure DHS could have knocked on our door plenty of times, but the um, the ultimate punishment was ridicule and shame and having to look in the mirror and say things about ourselves and uh, things like that, you know. And so that, um, you know, we always had young babysitters living with us and I never, we never figured, understood all that until later in life. And then my dad was, uh, um, discovered with a church member in an affair and so um you know my whole life was my concept of god was so distorted and i always said if that's being a christian i want nothing to do with it and so my heart wanted to know god because you know i was introduced to god and god can turn all things around so my heart was always for him but my mind was confused as to who God was. All I heard was uh, sin, the sinner, and hell. That's what the focus was on. Sin, the sinner, and hell. I never heard about Jesus, the Savior, and his love. And so, therefore, that set me on a course of, um, what I, I mean, rebellion. Yeah. Um, and so um, I lived that way for a while. I, I got married when I was 27 and um, things settled down and lived a normal life. I was always on pain pills, though. That was always a part of my go-to is uh, I had migraines early on and, and I was prescribed pain pills. And so that was my go-to. And I got married when I was 27. I was already on the pain pills. And, you know, he just accepted that as part. You know, that's who she is. And it was just never an issue uh, until it became an issue. But mm -hmm. um, we were getting ready to, to um, go to our 20th wedding anniversary celebration in Hawaii. And he came home one day and didn't feel good. We went to the doctor the next day. 
and they said he had pancreatic cancer and three weeks later he was dead. And so um, that was my nosedive into the pit. Instead of turning to my creator, uh, I turned to the chemicals. I had already been introduced to grace and mercy by a dear friend who had left the church I grew up in and was going to another church where she learned about grace, mercy, and love. And so she was inviting me to come and hear about it. And so I did, but also um, I didn't have a balance, you know, between the rigid, the rigid and the rule following and the grace. I can do what I want to, I, you know, I was that. And so when Jerry died, um, you know, I, I, I turned to the pills instead of turning to God. And, you know, at that time, I didn't know about, um, you know, way back then, addiction wasn't talked about. It wasn't in the news. Um, I didn't understand what it was. Uh, I just knew I was dysfunctional. And so um, when he died and that took me down into the pit, uh, I ultimately, you know, I got my first DUI at 50 years old. And I just kept getting them after that. Boom, boom, boom. And ultimately at 55, um, I ended up in jail and with no way to get out. But, uh, you know, you've heard of an oxymoron. That was an oxymoron. It was the worst thing that ever happened to me. But it was the best thing that ever, mm -hmm. ever happened to me because God knew exactly what I needed um, for my brain to heal. You know, it takes a year and a half, two years for your brain to heal from a lifelong use of opiates. My prefrontal cortex was was messed up and the chemicals in my brain had stopped producing. And I didn't understand all this. Right. You right. Know, I just knew I was sick. And I just knew when Jerry died, um, I, I nosedived. And so those DUIs back to back ultimately landed me in jail is what saved my life. Yeah. And it was uh, God's sovereignty and all of that. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a church where I, I ran from God, but now I figured out he's been running for me towards me all my life. So um, I'm just glad we finally converged with each other, you know. Um, but anyway, when I went to jail, I learned about addiction. I was uh, it was a pilot program. They had just started. Um uh, combining the faith community and the recovery community. And I had Bible study in church. And then I learned about addiction. I learned about the brain. I had a counselor where I was able to process that grief. And, you know, when I left jail, my mind was set. I was not going to go back. But, um, you know, I still wasn't, I still wasn't well though. I thought I had, I thought I had recovery. Mm -hmm. Pat, honey, I, I ain't been on drugs in 25 months. I'm clean and sober. I'm in recovery. Leave me alone. But that was not the case. You know, that was the very first step. And sure. so since that time in 2017, it has been a, um, a process. Uh, you know, I've, um, I've gone through grief therapy twice. Um, you know, walking it out is recovery. Recovery, stopping to use drugs is an abstinence is that's that's not a sobriety uh, sobriety is community and as my pastor says um community equals immunity uh, isolation equals desolation 
And, you know, you have to figure all that out. I need people. I didn't get anywhere where I am by myself. Uh, nowhere where I am today did I get here on my own. But ultimately, it was God. You know, and I think back, how did I get here? How do I get to do all this? How do I get to be the recovery director for my church? How, God, how? And I think of the verse. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And so when I fall flat on my face, which I do, and when I mess up, which I do, and, uh, you know, the, we all need a savior. Every one of us need a savior. You just need to figure out what you need the savior for. And I know what I need the savior for. I'm a hot mess. But uh, I know I've got one now, and he's pursued me all of my life. I've just ran from him. And now I don't run from him. I run to him. Woo. That's that right there, girl. I'm telling you. See y'all. See why I wanted to have her back on. I don't know how I'll find this out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you. First of all, I want to. You know, I just love Pastor Eddie and what he has done for the congregation there because it is a recovery-friendly congregation. And if you're in the Middle Tennessee area, I highly recommend this church because they're real. And I don't, and I don't we, mean to. In, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I learned more in the three years under the right teaching of the Bible, then I have my whole entire life and I'm seeing so. You know, PKs, a lot of times, you know, this is not unusual. And, you know, some of it's not as severe as, you know, the abusive situation that you went through and the, and the double standards and the, you know, all of that. And I am so sorry that that happened to you because we know now that obviously your dad was hurting and messed up and needed help. There was, you know, pride got in there and stopped him from getting it. Oh, it's given me so much more compassion for him. You know, he died while I was in jail. Oh. I didn't get to go to his funeral, but I have so much compassion for him because uh, his drug of choice was different from my drug of choice, but right. he, he was still hurt people, hurt people. That's exactly right. I, I don't have any animosity towards my dad, and I don't ever want people to think I'm trying to shine him in a bad light. It's just, to, right. give, it's just to give a background of why my, uh, my view of God was so distorted. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not uncommon, you know, uh, you know, childhood trauma, you know, we talk about ACEs all the time and we know that, you know, the adverse childhood, childhood experiences can really affect you long term and you don't realize it. And that's major. Yes, very, very. You, know, you made an important statement, hurt people, hurt people, but healing people help people to heal. Amen, so, sister. Now you are that's what the, I live for. <laughs> That's right. Amen. So now you are the director of recovery at your church. It, it, you know, God, God turns things around. He's a full circle. God, he'll take you back <laughs> around. You know, you know what? You want to hear something funny? The recovery director that uh, the church that I am the recovery director of is was once the church denomination that I grew up in. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. God used to, God, the church hurt me, but the church healed me. Wow. Amazing. It's crazy awesome. Talk a little bit about the Wednesday night group and, and, the, and the Christian 12 steps that you all use. Uh, I know those were, were, I think you used the ones that was developed by Jamie. Is that right? That's, that's correct. Okay. The, Talk a little uh, bit about that. Well, you know, 
uh, Jamie, close your ears. We don't strictly adhere to, uh, you know, line by line, but we've, I've learned a lot through his um, program. And yes, we do call ourselves Recovery Through Christ because that's the only way. Um, yeah. Our group is Transformation. We've done the 13 week uh, study that he has. And, um, you know, we'll visit a lot of the things. You know, he's got a lot of material. That's yeah. a, a very smart man who has invested a whole lot in the recovery community. So yeah. to cover his material takes a long time. And so when we started our Recovery Through Christ, uh, we'd only been into it like six months and then COVID hit. So, you know, we've had to start it, stop it, start it, stop it. And we've just now gotten to the point where we've got some momentum in two weeks, the last two weeks, the two weeks before we had two new people. And this last week we had two new people. So um, what before we thought, you know, COVID had ruined it's actually just given us a point, uh, you know, a place to uh, re-examine and and make connections with our foundation people, and um, you know, with those foundation people, now we're ready to uh, put on our battle clothes. I love it. So this is located in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, on Wednesday nights. At what time, Rhonda? Tell them the location and time. Okay, we're at Family Worship Center, thirty forty-five Memorial. Boulevard, and we meet at 6.30 um, in the conference room. And if you ask anybody, they'll know where we are. Um, and we're 6.30 to around 8 o'clock, and we serve food. <laughs> it's usually on my end, but I will let you have some of it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And this is what it's about, people. It's about finding Jesus in the midst of your turmoil. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. And this is not limited to, you know, maybe her drug of addiction was opiates, you know, but, you know, it doesn't matter what you're addicted to. What matters is, is that you go and get help because Jesus wants to heal us in those areas. And it's super important that you don't stop thinking, well, I only gamble or I'm only addicted to porn. This is open to all addictions, correct? And it's not just addictions, Maggie. It's dysfunction. Yeah. You know, if you're stuck in, I've I've had people that are stuck in grief. Um, you know, they're stuck in a mindset of of poverty, of woe is me, of victimhood. There's so many things that can have a stronghold over our life, and it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol or gambling. You know, there's different kinds, and they might not call them addictions. So I just say dysfunctions. Dysfunction work for it, right? You know, hurts, habits, right? Hangups, yes, yes, yeah. whatever's yes. going on. So listen, right. we all know where that's right. at. Not right. super excited because this weekend you're speaking at the She Will conference that's going to be at that church. So tell us a little bit about that, so the people local can check it out. Okay, so the She Will conference. I've been involved with them for. Um, this is our my third year. I think this is their fourth conference, but this is my third year. This is my first year that I will be um, the keynote speaker. Don't ask me how that happened either, but um, I'll be the keynote speaker. And it's just a day. It starts at nine o'clock. It goes on to three o'clock. We'll have a uh, coffee brunch. I mean, coffee, breakfast, snacks, things like that. Uh, then we'll have worship. 
Um, there'll be a time of the word and testimony, more worship. Uh, we're going to have a fantastic lunch together. And then we're going to come back for even more worship and mm -hmm. a time of sharing testimonies and then some Bible applications to take with you when you leave. And then we'll have a time of a call to respond. And it's just a lovely, beautiful day where women love women and empower women. And our uh, motto is she will. And it is she will illuminate. She will glow. She will light it up. She will shine because that's what we're meant to do. This not little light of mine, but this big light of mine that shines. We're going to let it shine. So this year it's she will illuminate. I love that because you think about glow sticks. What you got to break a glow stick. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. If I wasn't going to be away, I would be there with you all because I think it's a, an amazing opportunity. Anytime you all get an opportunity to be with women, like-minded women, Christ loving women, and you know, to, to that iron sharpens iron and, and hearing those testimonies and, and spending time in the presence of the Lord is very powerful. So that's also this Saturday at what time Rhonda? The doors are open at 8.30 and we'll start at 9. And here's the thing. You know, we haven't gotten to get together in so long except here and there. And uh, I don't have any doubt. This is going to be really, really powerful. Yes. It's going to be really powerful because um, it's going to be the first time in a while that um, a lot of uh, women on fire for God um, who are together and are going to uh, coach the ones who may not be yet. You know, God has used you in so many various ways. I've watched over the years. I met Rhonda, y'all. Uh, we were we were actually Facebook friends, and then we served together on a committee for Recovery Fest, and that was the first time I think we actually connected. That's right. And yeah. I have got to watch the journey, and it is so incredible to see what God's doing. He took all the broken pieces. He made something beautiful, and now she is. She's you. You've written articles, haven't you? Well, you know, I, my, my sister, we talk about it a lot. I said, you know, I don't like it because, I, you know, I got God Post has written my story and it's in Prison Fellowship magazine. And, and I got the article in uh, uh, the one going around Murfreesboro. And I'm like, I don't like all this attention. She's like, well, somebody's got to be the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, like part of one of the things I had to do when I was a kid is, Stand out on the front porch and say, I got a big mouth. Well, guess what? I got a big mouth for Jesus now. So it come back to haunt. It come back to haunt Satan. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And I believe every time you open your mouth, you know, demons shake because they see what God has done. And, you know, a religious spirit and a broken person uh, is what the enemy tried to use to bring harm to you. And then a lifelong addiction uh, to opiates. I mean, it is. It's devastating. For people that don't understand it, you need to research it because nobody says, I want to be an addict. It just it tra it happens and over a period of time and and so I'm so grateful that you broke free from that bond bondage and, and now you're helping others. And here's what I here's what I want to say. You you don't see many sixty year olds who've been lifelong opiate addicts that are still living. That's true. I've been to great. I've been to funerals of twenty 
teens, 20s, 30s, 40s. You don't see 60-year-old people still alive. So I don't take it lightly. That's why, you know, when the devil whispers in my ear, who do you think you are? You're a fraud. You're a phony. They're tired of listening to you. When I hear all those voices, I'm like, that's when I say, uh, I, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And, you know, as long as I know that, I know that. And, and you know, it don't matter what's going on around me. I'm going to do what God asked me to do. And my, all I am is my hands are open. And I say, here I am, Lord, send me, um, you know, this hot, broken mess of a, uh, sometimes I'm sane, sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I hang around dignified people and know how to act. And sometimes I hang around not so dignified people. But uh, the thing of it is, you know, God has put me around the right people at the right time who need to hear the right thing. And, you know, uh, I was invited to speak before all the newly elected sheriffs in the state of Tennessee. You know, I'm a seven time felon. I've been to jail so many times. I don't even know and can't tell you, but invited to speak before all the newly elected sheriffs in the state to tell the importance of faith based programs coupled with the um, recovery programs that they have going on at the county jails, I got a standing ovation, and even sheriffs were coming to me and telling me I'm seven years clean from pain pills. So do not think who you're looking at is, I mean, you don't ever, ever, ever know what people go through, ever. That's exactly right. Exactly right. So before we close out, I want to I want you to talk a little bit about your peer recovery specialist, because for those of you that do not know, we live in the state of Tennessee and Tennessee was so concerned about addiction and the opiate epidemic and so forth that, you know, the director of the faith based initiative, Dr. Monty Burks, they start a program that's it's called a peer recovery specialist. And what it is, is people that have gone through it, been through it can help other people. So Rhonda, you're still in that role, aren't you? Well, yes, I'm, I'm in my second year and almost about to be in my third. And I'm yes. amazed. That is, that is amazing. So and here's the, here is the thing about that program, Maggie. Uh, I became a peer recovery specialist almost three years ago. One of the girls that I've been mentoring and has become a really good uh, sidekick. Um, she starts her training in May. So you you learn and then you pass it along. And that's what it's all about. What you get, you can't keep because if you keep, um, you're not helping anybody. So giving it away and then watching that unfold is amazing. Amen. I believe in the power of uh, pouring into others what God is pouring into us, and it just reciprocates and goes on and on and on. So, Rhonda, if I was to ask you, what key would you like to leave the audience with? What would that key be? Well, here's I thought it was a verse, but I'm going to be a verse. It is a verse because Good. I think that's the word the Lord wanted me to use. And I love it. He says to us, to me, to you, I will give you the keys, the authority of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper or unlawful on earth will have already be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, permit and declare lawful on earth will already 
been loosed in heaven. We have the keys to the kingdom. Amen. Yes. Rhonda, I want to thank you for being on the broadcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. I always enjoy our talks and I'll look forward to interviewing you again in September. Y'all listen, you want to check this out. If you're in the local area, get to the conference this, this Saturday, the 20th of March at 9 a.m. Is that right? Yes. Up, doors open at 830, starts at nine and you can pay at the door. Don't worry about registering or anything like that. You can pay at the door. Excellent. And also, uh, Lunch. The, okay, I'm sorry. Tell um, them the website. Uh, it's a, the She Will Conference, and you, you can look it up on Facebook under the She Will Murfreesboro. Uh, I think it says She Will Murfreesboro Illuminate if you go through Facebook. If you're watching this on Facebook, I'll have the link in there for you. All you got to do is click on that. And Rhonda, if you would be so kind as to add the information about your weekly meetings for recovery so that people local can get in on that as well. And I want to thank you again. God bless you, sister. You too, my friend. I can't wait for us to have lunch. Yes, I'm looking forward to that as well. Take care, y'all. Catch us next time here on Keys to Your Best Life. <laughs>